Welcome to the Sports Leadership Podcast, where leaders in sport get practical, relevant insight to help them take their leadership to the next level and become leaders worth following. Now for your hosts, Kevin DeShazo and Mark Hodgkin. Hello and welcome to the Sports Leadership Podcast, episode 26. I am Mark Hodgkin from New Line College, along with my co-host, Kevin DeShazo from Culture Wins and Fieldhouse Media. Um, today, we're going to talk a little bit about networking. Both Kevin and I just spent a great week um, up in Washington, D.C. for the NACTA conference. Got to spend a lot of time with people in the college athletics space, um, as well as uh, several of our listeners who uh, who made the effort to come over and say hello, which was, was really appreciated. So Kevin and I have definitely have different kind of styles. Is that right, Kevin, about how we operate? But I think we both um, really enjoy these kind of events and, and want to share a little bit about how we go about networking at, uh, at these kind of events. Yeah, you know, Mark and I definitely have, have different personalities. We've talked about that a lot on this show. That was the genesis behind even starting the Sports Leadership Podcast is that knowing that the two of us, even though we believe a lot of the same things, how we approach those things are really different. Um, so to always bring those unique perspectives and, and networking is definitely one of those areas where we, we have different approaches. And so hopefully you'll see that highlighted in this episode, but also realizing that there is no right way to do networking. Um, you've got to figure out what's best for you, what's most natural for you, but also realizing ways that you may need to change. Um, there are times when with my personality, I need to shift more towards Mark's personality in a networking conference setting. And there are times when Mark needs to shift more towards my personality and how I operate. And so again, we, this, these ideas that we keep coming back to of know yourself to lead yourself. Um, what's the reality I want to create for people around me and how do I need to shift intentionally in order to do that? So I think it'll be a really fun episode. And, you know, we know we just finished with NACTA. This will come out a few weeks after, but there are conventions and conferences and meetings that happen all throughout the year where these concepts will apply. Yeah, and also a good time to kind of think about what went well, what didn't go well um, at NACTA if you were there. And like Kevin said, there's going to be plenty more of these opportunities throughout the year. So um, it's a good conversation, one I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to. So let's jump right in. So networking, uh, we all know it's important. Um, I think we have different approaches to it. Um, there's no wrong or right way to do this, uh, but it is important to kind of understand where you're coming from to be effective at networking and to get the most out of these kind of events um, where you might be with uh, with peers, with prospective clients and partners. So, uh, Kevin, I'll kick it over to you. Talk a little bit about how you like to network um, and what, what's effective for you, how that's evolved, um, and where you are today. Yeah, number one, I love networking events. Not like go to this local thing and hand out business cards, but like NACTA events like that for me, I mean, it's like Christmas for my personality. I love it. I love people. I love seeing old friends. I love meeting new people. There were, you know, probably 7,000 people there. In my mind, they're all my best friends and I need to meet every one of them. So I love these types of events. That's how I get energy and I'll go from 6am to midnight and just thrive. Um, my tendency, if I'm being honest, is, you know, I'll set up a bunch of meetings. So at NACTA, I did, um, I get it, got in late Monday night, but Tuesday through Saturday, however many days that is, five days, I did seven talks in five days. So I had a lot of panels I was on, keynotes I was doing, sessions I was leading. And then outside of that, it's just a bunch of um, meetings, you know, coffee meetings, lunch meetings, dinner meetings, just interacting with people in the hallway. Uh, my tendency, as I've realized and looked back over the years, my tendency is to be that self-promoter. And, I, and that's, I realize that's ugly to say, but I'm just telling people who are listening 
we've got to do some self-reflection and realize well, how do I tend to act in these moments? And it usually came, comes out of insecurity. Um, so I want to, I feel like I need to prove myself to everyone there. I've, I've tried to battle and be a lot more intentional with um, listening to people. Listening is not a strength of mine. I, I like to talk. Um, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I like to talk. You'll see even that difference in Mark and I, like he's very thoughtful and intentional with his words and he'll get like a, a book out in two sentences where it's going to take me 200 sentences. So I just like to talk to people, but I've realized, and I was really intentional this week at NACTA of in one-on-one meetings, just trying to sit and be present and ask a lot of questions um, and focus on the person in front of me versus on what I think that I have to offer. Uh, but I love to do that with as many people as possible. So it's, it's, it's almost uh, the spray and pray philosophy, right? I know that sounds bad, but I just want to talk to as many people as I can because for me, the more relationships, the better. Potentially for business, but also just because I like relationships. I like to have a lot of new friends. So, so that's kind of my general approach is I just want to go in and talk to as many people as I possibly can, which I know is the polar opposite of your approach. Well, yeah, and I guess um, I think it goes without saying, but uh, you're definitely a capital E extrovert, and I think I'd probably be a capital I introvert. But the funny thing about it is, and the thing I don't necessarily even know if I can explain, is that I love this event as well, probably almost as much as you do. And while uh, I think my natural instinct is to be kind of a smaller group, more one-on-ones, and it's also... (laughs) quite frankly, completely draining for me. I was there from Tuesday to Saturday morning. I had a quick flight back to Orlando after, uh, after leaving at about seven o'clock on Saturday. I got home by 10 or 10, 11. I slept the entire day of Saturday, which never happens. I'm not a big nap guy. I'm not a big, uh, I get up very early. Uh, I don't sleep a ton, but I was just out and I, to the point where I, I thought I might be sick or something because I was just, just exhausted. Woke up from a three-hour nap, went right back for another four-hour nap. Um, so I think that goes to the idea that as a, an introvert, you know, you're maybe not fueled by this, but you're, you're kind of putting up with it. Um, and that's the wrong word either. You're, it, it's draining naturally for you. It's not my source of energy. I'm not sure what your reaction was, but you probably weren't as exhausted afterwards. But but I was because my inclination is, um, you know, I, I prefer generally smaller groups, prefer, you know, kind of to be able to go deep with people that I know a little bit. Um, and there's definitely a ton of that um, at NACTA. There's tons of people that I really like, maybe a relationship more on Twitter or via text, I get to spend some time with them. But for the most part, especially being a vendor, um, and being, you know, we have we have 70 different partners and we're trying to get new business all the time and we're doing sales presentations and demos. Um, you do have to be on the entire time. Um, so another reason why it can be kind of exhausting and, and not. But, you know, I realized that that my right hand or my kind of inclination is to be, you know, maybe a little bit more quiet, maybe kind of hang around the edges of these conversations. So I think, you know, understanding that, that was my natural um, instinct, but then also, kind of realizing and building it up myself that, you know, people do have, you know, they do want to hear from me, um, you know, having a conversation. That's what everybody, we're all in this together at these events. You know, there's, it's there as a networking event. It's there to share ideas, to meet people you might not know. You and I, I'm sure have tons of it, but the, hey, I follow you on Twitter. Or, oh, I recognize that name from so-and-so handle. Um, you know, that's really what it is. So totally different kind of ways that we approach it. But I'm like you, I think the the event is great and, and really do, do love it as a whole. Yeah, I think mindset going into it matters, especially for the introverts, because as you said, it is draining. For, for me as, a, as an extro, extrovert and definitely a capital E extrovert, 
Like that's, that is how I get energy. I get energy by being around people, meeting new people, introverts. It's the polar opposite. It's exhausting. It's draining. It's not about not liking people. It's just always being on is exhausting. Um, and so for the extroverts who are listening to this, number one, recognize that's okay. Number two, to be at your best during those events, go recharge once or twice during the day. Go walk around the hotel or the convention center, wherever you know this event may be. Go walk around it by yourself. Put in headphones, listen to music, and get away from people. Just for 10, 15 minutes, it will give you a lot more energy to go be present, be at your best with people. Go back to your room. Take a nap. Um, if you need to during the afternoon so that you can, you can have your energy up um, and be on when you need to be on and recognizing that about yourself is, is okay. For me, I've, again, as an, as an extrovert, I've, I've had to pull back and go the other way of realizing I just need to not talk as much. Uh, I was joking to people earlier that when I'm talking with someone at an event like that, and, and most of the times now, if I'm being honest, I'm listening to what they're saying, but in my head, I'm just saying, shut up, Kevin, shut up, Kevin, shut up, Kevin, so that I don't talk. And, and, and dominate the conversation because that's not my intent. My intent, if I'm going to be truly for that person, I need to sit and listen to what they're saying and not be looking around waiting for someone better to walk up to have a conversation with, which is what they think I'm doing. And mostly I'm just scanning the room. Um, I'm listening to what they're saying, but I'm all, always just scanning to see who's around. It's not like to find the next opportunity. I just, I just always scan. And so I've had to learn to be really present with people to sit. Some of the best advice I can maybe give you, this is both in, for extroverts and introverts, is to focus on being interested before trying to be interesting. If you're, if you're an introvert, this gives you an out from talking. If you just ask questions, people love to talk about themselves. So you can ask four or five questions. That person will talk a lot. And then you can say, man, great to connect. I've got to run, which is normal to just bail on a conversation because people are always busy. They always have sessions to get to. And they're, they're going to leave thinking, man, that person was really interested in me. That was a great conversation. And you didn't say a thing. You just asked questions. For the extroverts, when you focus on being interested before being interesting, it makes you not talk as much. It makes you not appear as salesy. I can't tell you how many vendors um, that I un unintentionally sat next to and was hearing their pitches. And it was, it was painful because they, they, were, they would just sit down and go right into it. There's no connection building. There's no relationship. Um, and we said before on this podcast, and we say a lot in our sessions, it's all about relationship before opportunity. Um, and even if there is an opportunity, build relationship. Um, so the more you can be intentional to be for people um, and get out of your own way, you'll really do yourself a lot of good. Yeah, another thing that kind of came to mind for me, and I think it's probably another, it's a good contrast. When I'm getting ready for these events, I like to be really, I don't know, organized. I want to have my emails out before, hey, I'm going to be here. Are you? Let's try to get some time on Tuesday afternoon or Thursday morning or grab coffee, grab beer, whatever. And that kind of goes out the window at events like this, um, really big ones and, and a lot of networking. I don't think I'd be comfortable if I hadn't at least tried that. If I didn't even have kind of a list of here's some people I want to see today. Here's some people I want to make sure I talk to. It doesn't always work, but I think for people who have maybe a, a, a mindset or kind of a wiring like I do, um, that kind of helps. Um, and it kind of helps show progress. Cause I, I, I'd go into these sometimes when I was maybe a little bit younger, wasn't as comfortable in my own skin and, and didn't uh, maybe know some of the things we're talking about here. And, and, you know, I would beat myself up at these events for being a, a wallflower or not, diving into these conversations. And I think it's another maybe bigger topic that, that our culture, I don't want to say elevates extroverts, but there's a certain ele element of you're not, you're not a people person if you're introverted, or you can't be a leader if you're introverted, or you can't um, have charisma if you're introverted, um, all things that aren't true. But, you know, I remember being at some of these things where I'm just like, you know, I, I was, I wasn't realizing kind of where I was coming from. And then you end up 
not really doing much and you're kind of sitting around, then you really feel like me beating yourself up. Why didn't I talk to that person? Why didn't I spend that opportunity? Why didn't I approach that guy from some school that I've always admired or from some organization I've always wanted to, to have a contact with? So you do have a certain amount of having to psych yourself up and you have to understand where you're coming from and, 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 you know, prepare if you're like me, at least prepare to, for the situations that are going to come up. So you're ready. Like, Hey, you know, if so-and-so from the school I've always wanted to work at is sitting near me with coffee, here's what I'm going to go talk to him about. You know, it's kind of weird for somebody who's maybe a natural extrovert and a natural person who's comfortable with this, but for somebody like me or somebody who's naturally introverted, you know, that can make a lot of difference. Yeah. And again, it goes back to this idea of being intentional versus accidental, realizing I'm an introvert. This could, this could have a tendency to be exhausting for me. So how can I best approach this? And I'm the polar opposite. Again, I don't organize my week going into it. I'll send out a tweet. Hey, I'm going to be here from this date to this date. If you want to hang out, let me know. And so I'll get some DMs, I'll get some texts, I'll get some emails. Uh, but I rarely go into it with a schedule of, I'm going to meet with these people here, are the dates and times. Uh, it just happens. And for the people who, who are schedulers, like you said, realizing the scheduling piece can be tough. What, if you do schedule things, all sorts of things come up for people that you're trying to meet with and they're not going to make it. A session ran long or they got pulled into something else. So realizing that these things are um, on some level organized chaos and it's not going to go as you anticipated and it's not a personal thing. No one's shorting you. No one's sliding you. Um, things just happen. And I love your piece on on for extroverts or for, excuse me, for introverts, you almost have to amp yourself up. And, and again, goes back to self-talk, um, goes back to the, the previous episode talking about comparison because we live in an extrovert's world. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's reality. You have to understand we live in an extrovert's world. Extroverts are overvalued, seen as leaders, seen as people that people want to be around. They're fun. And we, we, you know, we view introverts, like you said, they're, they're quiet. They can't lead. They're whatever. And it's not true. And so for introverts to realize, no, you do have something to offer. You do have something to say. So let's own it. Don't be shy. Don't hide. Step forward in, in confidence. Um, can you live that way? Of course not, because it's not who you are and it's exhausting. But at events like these, you've got to pick your moments, amp yourself up, give yourself a little pep talk, and then go speak. Use your left hand as we talk about. Like, you know, your right hand is naturally to be introverted. Use your left hand, your, your extrovert side of you, because we, we, we're not black and white labels, right? If you're an extrovert, you have introvert in you. If you're an introvert, you have extrovert in you. So learn to flex that extrovert muscle. And again, for extroverts, we've got to learn to flex that introvert muscle, to learn to be quiet, to, be lit, to, to sit and to listen. Um, and it's amazing how, for both those sides, how your level of influence raises when you learn to lead with your left hand at times. Uh, you know, I, I've gotten to the point now I rarely talk about business unless someone asks me about it. For me, it's all about the relationship. I'm not even pursuing the opportunity. We're just going to talk and talk. If they finally say, hey, let's talk about you coming out to campus or whatever it may be. Great. Then let's talk about it. But until then, I'm just going to have a conversation and build a relationship. And if that's all it is, that's good enough. Right? Not everyone has to be a client. Most of my friends in the industry aren't clients. Um, I just don't typically go around just asking for business. Um, so finding those moments where it's natural, you don't have to be selling anything. Um, just be influential. We, we've talked about the influence model before on this podcast. I don't remember what episode it was at this point, but going back and realizing the things that people are looking for, character, chemistry, competency, and credibility. How can you, how can you portray those four things in every conversation? Um, and again, that just comes from being intentional, knowing yourself to lead yourself. Yeah. And, and I'm not in the sales role um, 
per se in my company. Um, you know, we work in the college space. Um, I think we're all salespeople, especially at an event like this. You're you're selling yourself, your your employer. So even if you don't have a, a sales title, um, you're selling. But I think that being said, you're not. You shouldn't be selling, if that makes sense. If I can kind of inflect that a, a different way, you know, you want to build those relationships, and then the other stuff will come. Um, I, I told people, hey, I don't. I'm not going to be trying to pitch people that I know on Twitter or people that I'm just meeting or people that I've seen before. I just want you to keep us, you know, kind of in mind next time it comes up. Um, I don't do the sales pitch at these kind of events. And, and I think that's, it's comforting. I mean, everybody gets their guard up a little bit when they're being sold uh, anything. So it's not, it's not really the right tact. I think the way you're talking about it is, is way more effective in the long term, And I'm sure it'll lead to more business for you in, in the long run, even though it's not necessarily what you're going for. Um, you know, it's, a, it's, it's, it's important as well. One other thing I think uh, that comes up um, when you were talking and a, a thing that I think both introverts and extroverts can do to really kind of build and, and, and be good in these events. If you see that person who's an introvert, who's kind of hesitant to jump in the conversation, you know, find a way to loop them in, find a way to kind of give them an assist to, so they don't have to jump in and, and be uncomfortable. You know, if they're still young and they're still learning this and they're, you know, maybe just kind of there, you know, hey, loop them in, give them an easy softball question, ask them how their trip's going, ask them about something. You know, that really, you know, I, I can tell you from being that person in the past or, or, you know, even now in certain groups, it's a huge, it's a huge thing. And you kind of, again, that it builds credibility, it builds influence. If, if uh, you know, I say, hey, that guy really, he may went out of his way to, to loop me into that conversation that I was kind of on the outer edges of, or I wasn't really feeling comfortable with. Um, you know, what feels better than that? I think I don't, I don't think that's an introvert extrovert exclusive, but I think it's it's um, one anybody anybody would appreciate. Yeah, I think it's it goes back to this again the concept we return to of fighting for the highest good of everyone around you. So if that's in a small group conversation of five people, and there is someone who's who feels like they're hiding, could be insecurity, could be an introvert, could be any number of things. What can you do to make them feel known and valuable that their insight matters? And again, it could be an easy question. Hey, what do you think about this? You know, just to just to get them in, so they don't have to feel like they're standing on the outside looking in. Um, and it may be that they're they're attached to someone who's there, right? They're they're with a colleague who's in part of that circle, but they don't really know anybody. Um, just trying to do whatever you can, just to be intentional. We we have a tendency. Everyone in the, at these events has a tendency to make it all about themselves. But what can you do to make make it a good experience for the the three people around you at any given moment? For the one person that you're talking to, um, constantly looking up and, and thinking about the the other person, um, in every situation, trying to be relational instead of being transactional. How how can you call people up? How can you engage them in conversation? How can you make them feel known, feel valuable, feel feel heard? And again, if then you bail on the conversation, that's okay, right? Because it may be real quick. Um, and if you're the person that's the it's the introvert who's struggling in that conversation, you ask those few questions and then you bail. It's okay. Nobody is ex expecting you to have hour long meetings. So realizing that it's okay to, to, to cut and go somewhere else. But I love that idea of, of trying to make sure that things are good for the people that, that you're interacting with. It really does come back to um, understanding your style, your right hand um, when you go into these events, um, having some preparation, whether that's the detail-oriented stuff that people like me might do or just having the, the mindset of, um, I'm going to go there and I'm going to work the lobby. Um, there's always people at these events, right? I call them the old lobby team. Uh, Kevin might be uh, on, that, on that team these days, uh, which, is, which is great. It's just a different way to go about it. But understanding that 
be yourself with a certain amount of changes um, to really optimize um, your personality at these events is, cute, is huge. Yeah, you've got to know who you are. Um, again, we've talked about it before. You don't need to go into these events trying to prove anything. Just go be who you are. And you're, you're right. I'm, I'm definitely probably first team, all lobby team. And what's great about that is that I've established that over the years. Um, and so now in an event like NACTA, people know where to find me. If I'm not in a panel doing a session or out at you know, lunch or dinner, I'm going to be in the lobby, probably near the coffee shop, um, either engaged in conversation or waiting for the next conversation. Um, and so people know that. I mean, that's been kind of, that was a, kind of the running joke on Twitter. It's like, if I'm not there, well, you'll find me at the coffee shop. Um, and that's great because that's, that's, again, you're just starting to build relationships with people. And that's the key with these events. People can go to find a new job. You're trying to go find new business. If you go into it with the mindset of just being relational, you're going to win. Um, whatever your job is, whatever your role is, we, we are always um, selling. And that, I know that sounds gross, uh, but we're all salespeople in some way, shape, or form, whether that's our product or ourselves. And the best way to sell yourself is just to be relational, to engage with people, to care about people, because it's a people business. And eventually, those relationships will, will be able to serve you. But if you go into the mindset, oh, I'm going to serve the people that I interact with, that I meet, like our, our sales model, just so people know, if I'm sitting one-on-one with someone, I'm trying to ask questions to figure out what is their need, what solution do I have? And when I say solution, I don't mean a business offering, right? It may be like we have a leadership toolkit we've talked about on the show that we use with teams. They're, when they're talking about an issue, there may be a tool that we have in our toolkit that I think would be beneficial for them. Hey, let me show you this real quick. And that could be it. Not asking for business. I'm just finding their pain point. Hey, maybe this will help you. And so if you can go in focusing on people and just being relational, you can win. And if, and winning may just be relationship, which is, which has to be good enough, right? It doesn't have to be about getting business. It's about building relationships, being someone that people trust, being someone that people want to be around, being someone that people want to follow. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, to close it out, um, Kevin and I totally opposite ways of approaching this, um, totally opposite personalities and, and, and styles. But I think I speak for you, Kevin, but it was a great, a great week for both of us, um, which I think just proves that you don't have to be a certain way to have a good time at these events, to be successful at these events. I think it was a great week, not only enjoyable on my part, even if I was exhausted, um, but productive from a business standpoint, productive from a work standpoint. And, um, you know, I guess it just goes to show that there's no one way of doing it. That's right. You've, you've got to be secure, confident, and humble in who you are. Go into these events with a clear objective know what know what you know the conversations that you want to have know how you get energy and don't and don't get energy um, and try to be the healthiest version of you throughout these events Um, don't try to be something you're not just try to be the healthiest and best version of you so it was a fun episode you know something that i enjoy going to networking events and as, as we've talked about mark does as well with different personalities so we're both going to have different approaches and the key with this is knowing who you are to have your own authentic approach to these, to these events, whether it's something like NACTA, a coaches convention, um, whatever a networking event is, we've got to be intentional as we approach these events instead of just going to it um, and hoping for the best. Yeah, I mean, you got to be yourself. Um, every, anything else will be seen right through, um, and it's not productive. It's not. It's not healthy. Um, I do think there's a, there's a difference between kind of coming up with one or two areas where you know you might want to focus on if you're an ex- introvert. You might want to focus on jumping into the conversation or looping in uh, some more people. If you're an introvert, like you said, you might want to tweak it and say maybe I want to talk a little bit less or, or ask a few more questions. So it's it's not 
changing your personality for these kind of events. It's just identifying what your personality is, where your comfort level is, and then making a few tweaks just to, just to be better at it, which is the same as, um, you know, a lot of things. Yeah, that's right. Know, know your strengths, know your weaknesses, figure out when you need to operate in, in which side. So hopefully you guys learned something from this episode that, that applies to, again, how you do networking events um, and really just how you interact with people in, in general uh, of learning what it looks like to be the best version of you. So thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed episode 26 of the Sports Leadership Podcast. Um, I'm Kevin DeShazo at Kevin DeShazo on Twitter, along with Mark Hodgkin at Mark underscore Hodgkin. Have a great day and we'll catch you guys next time.